0: It may be Super Bowl week, and the Cardinals may not be involved, but that doesn't mean their star quarterback, Kyler Murray, was not making the rounds because he was across virtual radio row during Super Bowl week. And yes, unlike last time when he was on the Dan Patrick show, he could actually string a sentence together and he said some very interesting things. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals. Thank you to everybody who listens. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Follow Bo at Bob Rack, B O B R A C K. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. This Super Bowl time is usually, time in, time again, marred with some sort of storyline that's negative. Could be deer antler spray. Could be somebody partying in Mexico the night before the Super Bowl. But now it's about trade talks, quarterbacks being traded. Will Deshaun Watson get traded? Matthew Stafford got traded. And Kyler Murray throwing his hat into the ring, posting on social media with an Oakland Athletics hat on. Now, for those that forget, he was drafted eighth overall in the Major League Baseball draft in 2019 by said Oakland A's. And he deferred, paid some of his signing bonus back after being drafted. It was drafted number one overall by the Cardinals. He went on the Pat McAfee show. Great show if if you haven't listened or haven't seen the stuff on social media. And he was asked if he could see himself playing baseball at some point. And just listen to what Kyler says because it's, it's not like, a, oh, no, he's going to leave the Cardinals to play baseball if things don't work out. It's just, uh, he's a, he's a kid who misses playing baseball. Listen to this. Dude, you know, like you see Russell Wilson will go, you know, with the Yankees. Oh yeah. He's going and playing with the Yankees. You know, he's fucking turning two up. Mm -hmm. You know, he's having a good time. You know, he's doing his thing. (laughs) Will we ever see you do that? Man, I I hope so. I hope so. I mean,
1: um, I, I would love to, you know, I would love to. I think that'd be good for, uh, I think that'd be good for everybody. Maybe do both. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I think it's tough because I play quarterback.
0: Yeah, I could do it because I don't got a lot on my plate. You know, <laughs> I, I don't have to watch film. There isn't a lot of people depending upon me. But as a quarterback, that would be very, very difficult. Now that I think about it, would you be? How would you do that? You would have to like a lot each hour for certain things. Like, all right, film here. Then we're gonna do a little BP here. Mm-hmm. Then we're gonna, your a, life would become insane. <laughs> it would be insane if you were to do that. I don't know if you'd be able to do it. I, I
1: think I could. Man. I Ooh. think you know. Uh, but baseball season should be starting up. Like
0: it would, it would have been started by now, right? Like, mm-hmm. if, yeah. uh, I'm not the guy. I mean, I, I don't, I don't I'm know. Not, either. I'm not either. I'm not. Either. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So obviously he misses baseball. Bo, let me just say his Arizona Cardinals career doesn't change at all, and say hypothetically speaking, the Arizona Diamondbacks figure out a way to gain his rights from the Oakland A's. Do you think it would be? A disservice to the Arizona Cardinals if he played a little a little stick ball for the Diamondbacks.
1: Yes, no <laughs> doubt about it. Because of, of what he he pointed out, he's a quarterback. It's not going and playing corner like Deion Sanders was when he was playing for the Braves and he was playing for the Atlanta Falcons. And Bo Jackson was playing outfield and he was he was uh he was a running back for the Oakland Raiders way back when. It, it's a completely different ball game. I mean, those are two positions. I mean, you definitely have to do your homework as a corner, but running back, you pretty much. You just have to read where the holes are, know the plays, but no, I mean, Kyler Murray has to know all the ins and outs, every single little detail about uh, the Cardinals playbook. And, the, you know, it, it's, can we, are we're probably speculating five, close to a decade down the road here, if, if he's going to consider it, because right now, I mean, the Arizona Cardinals are by far in a place where he could, you know, split his time at all
0: yeah I mean I agree I, I like I I went back and forth it's like selfishly if Kyler Murray was like if you played NBA 2K and turned the stamina off and he could just do it without any sort of wear and tear on his body if you guarantee he wouldn't get hurt I would love to go watch Kyler Murray play 81 times a year and play baseball for the Diamondbacks like it's just something the, uh, different. It's just so much more of him, even though he's obviously up to bat less and and the balls hit to him less. The assist numbers obviously would be low and putouts and everything. But, and it's all him when he plays half the game with the Cardinals. It's just, it intrigues me because he's an interesting dude. Like, I
1: love Kyler Murray. You just love to see it. You just love to see people do things that we haven't seen before. And when was the last two sports star we really got to kind of witness? uh, It's been too long you know uh as far as kyler's concerned if he does the russell wilson thing and he goes to a spring training game and he gets a couple ab's and he takes bp and he takes fielding practice heck if he even gets out in the field and he gets a couple fly balls hit his way that'd be that'd be a blast to watch uh he said it's still there like the first thing he said to pat mcafee on that on that podcast was it's still there uh but you know there there are a lot of things within us that are still there from our youth and things that we wish we could have uh you know, explore it a little bit longer, but also becoming an adult, you have to make decisions. And Kyler Murray is going to be making, as we've pointed out, $40 million potentially a year. Uh, You know, you, you can, you can have fun and, and on talk shows and you can go to spring training. And I don't think that takes away from your ability to be a franchise quarterback. So, yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's fun. That, that, that type of that caliber of an athlete is somebody that's on your favorite team to watch. But uh, the prospect of him going in split in time, I think that that's still just part of, you know, dream world. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the A's <laughs> hat is clean, though. I like the A's hat, the one with the yellow br- brim. I think the A's hat is one of the more classic hats. I don't have any problem. I, I'm not going to speculate that I, I would wear an A's hat and I'm an A's fan. I think it's a good looking hat. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's uh,
0: <laughs> here's the thing. Is what it looks like with Kyler is I feel like baseball has always been his favorite sport. He just happened to be incredible at football. Is that is that fair to say? I mean, he was just always the better athlete on the field. So it's just he happened to play football and he happened to be very good in that, you know, he he transferred and everything and and it ended up working out. do, do you see that? Do you see him as a baseball player naturally more than a than a football player? I mean he was just an athlete. like I couldn't yeah, imagine there's... what he was like in high school running the ball around guys that had to go to chemistry the next day.
1: I mean, as somebody who i i i've I've said this for a while. like I grew up a huge baseball fan. I played baseball. i was I mean it was baseball first. It was you know it was my high school sweetheart, basically. and then here's this mistress football. and none of us can get away from it. I mean, football is king now. And, you know, when you're somebody like Kyler Murray and you've heard the roar of the crowd, it's a lot larger on the football field, on the gridiron. I just think that the camaraderie with your teammates, and and I'm not trying to downplay baseball because there is that, but it's not on the level that football is. To, to have personal success in a team sport like Kyler Murray has his entire life, uh, I don't think anybody can kind of get get that high we can tap into a little bit um in baseball you've got that a couple times a game three to four times a game you step into the batter's box and you got the you've got that opportunity and, and you fail a lot in baseball too where in football you can have a lot of success you can have a success on a long 12 13 play drive it's it's different and I, I it's understand the allure of football over baseball I mean Heisman Trophy What's the you know it's the golden spikes in football or in baseball? It's just not as prestigious. It's just uh, I, I I get it. Like he's got this his love and passion for America's pastime, but at the same time, I mean the, the the allure of football is just is too much. And every American who once thought it was you know uh, the United States was apple pie and, and baseball, and it's it's no longer the case. It's football. Football is number one.
0: Right, very eloquently put. I I, I agree with you. Uh, it, you know, something just like he's what he's like in the quarterback uh, fraternity of of this day and age of twenty twenty. He's Doogie Hauser. you know. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's. It's not like not. He's a brainiac. He's a smart dude. Obviously, every quarterback you have to be smart to be a quarterback, but. I mean, you have to be smart to be any football player, but um, he's he's the kid that's thirteen, a freshman year of college. You know, he's mm-hmm. he he sticks out, and it's not a bad thing. I mean, he him winning like it's it hit different when he won Madden Pro Bowl MVP, and when Devin Booker won the NBA Two K tournament when there was no sports and the NBA put that on. It was it, it was incredible. It was so much fun to watch Patrick Beverly and Montres Harrell talk crap playing that video game, and Devin Booker won that tournament. But when Kyler Murray won that, it's like you don't really want to win that if you're like. Shouldn't the question? Shouldn't you be doing something else? The guys that you know shake their fist at, at clouds, but he just he doesn't seem like he's not a traditional quarterback by any stretch right. of the traditional stencil, and that's awesome. Like that's that's a good thing. But it's also like nobody, ever, nobody else has ever done it, so there's really no safety net to see that personality, that size, that skill set actually succeeding at a high level. And by high level, I'm meaning making multiple NFC Championship games or a Super Bowl. You know?
1: Yeah, and and right now it's it's fresh and, and it's just exciting to see a guy who's participating, throwing himself into everything. And that's what he that's what he did obviously growing up. That's why he was a two sports star. Like he's just a competitor. And you have to get excited about that. The guy, Kyler Murray just likes to compete in everything he does. Uh, he said, you know, on the McAfee show that um, if he wasn't an NFL quarterback, he's convinced that he would be a gamer. And like, no, other, I don't even think there's anybody in the league, not even at the quarterback position that would say, yeah, I'm going to, that, that's what I would do. That, if, if I had an alternate career path, I would be a gamer. Like that, that is a definite new era I don't even if it's if it's an era. It's just a, it's a unique. Um, he's just very unique in 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 how competitive he is, and in the fact that I, I would actually much rather him do that than uh, you know him. You know, he can focus on his film study, and then he can just go, you know, p- hit the sticks for a while, and then uh, he's just focused on being the best Cardinals quarterback he can be. I I just uh, I don't have a problem with it. I I, I appreciate it way more. Than a guy like Josh Rosen, who as soon as he could get out of the facility, he would, and he didn't even want to, like, he didn't want to even think about football. Yeah. He had, you know, there, there was bigger problems in the world. I like that. I like that Kyler Murray's just kind of like a jock in that sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's better that he's hitting the sticks instead of hitting the clubs. You know, I mean, it's just that's right. just kind of you, you take sure. this side of the spectrum. Alex Lancey Bellbrook. And by the way, to anybody that says, I don't like Kyler Murray, Listen to those twelve minutes again. You can shove it, okay? I just think that Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback than Kyler Murray right now.
1: That's the only reason why I even brought any of that stuff up. It's okay. You can admit that it it hurt you that they dropped the final two games. You just felt scorned. Listen,
0: I, I but we, we've we, we've talked about that enough. I've I'm healed, okay? Mister Miyagi did did a number on me. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals on the other side. We are going to hit a tweet that somebody asked about a potential head coaching hire for the Cardinals. And also ESPN did a redraft of the 2020 NFL draft. And it's interesting where Josh Weinfuss, who joins us bi-weekly, if not more on this show, chose for the Cardinals at eight overall. We'll talk about that next lockdown Cardinals. But first, Bo, there's one place that we love and one place that we trust to make all of the wagers necessary for the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. And that's BetOnline.ag. Sign up today, free account at BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. There are prop bets abound. There are so many prop bets. Uh and one thing that they're doing, BetOnline.ag, is doing is they're doing. Cross-sport odds. So, for example, for the Super Bowl, which – so, oh, my God, there's so many of these. Which am I going to read? There's a Devin Booker – there's a bunch of Phoenix Suns. Yeah, so here – so passing yards, which will be higher? Passing, uh, Patrick Mahomes passing yards or Devin Booker the total points for the Celtics? That can't be right.
1: No, that can't be right at all.
0: That's what that's – okay, that's – yeah, that's not right.
1: Um, there's a DeAndre 8-1 rebound blocks for Celtics versus Patrick Mahomes rushing. Okay, up. that's
0: a good one. That's a sexy one. Patrick Mahomes is minus 200 for that. I mean, it's just go to betonline.ag. It's not just uh, another book online. It's got everything you need. You, again, sign up for a free account at betonline.ag. Use the promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We love when you reach out to us on Twitter constantly. Bo and I are on Twitter all day loving to respond, loving to tweet things that you love, that you hate, whatever. Unadulterated, unfiltered, we give our opinions. We love that you listen, whether you disagree with us, agree with us, or somewhere in the middle of that spectrum. Uh, David O'Dell reached out to us on Twitter at David underscore Fudge, and he said, If Cliffs gets can next season, is there any shot we bring Todd Bowles back, give him an OC. And I think he gets us over the hump proven he can get the best out of our defense. So I've never been as high on Todd Bowles as head coach as others. I know how great he was when he was here with BA. And I know what he's doing with that defense in Tampa Bay. Um, It's a little bit easier to do what he's doing when you have what they have on the offensive side of the ball. That's not taking anything away from Todd Bowles. But I think that the Cardinals need to go offense again at head coach and have an offensive coordinator. Just have an offensive-minded guy, a lockdown defensive coordinator, and an offensive coordinator so your head coach isn't doing all of them. I don't know if Bo Bo agrees with me here, but – The Jets weren't great when he was head coach, and I know it's the Jets, okay. But he also didn't show much. He 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 exceeded. He was the head coach when uh, when Ryan Fitzpatrick was there, right? When they had that magical season and missed the playoffs. When I think they lost the Bills in Week 17. They lost to a they lost to a team they should have beaten Week 17. When Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker went nuts. Ryan Fitzpatrick broke all the offensive records uh, for the Jets quarterbacks, but they didn't get over the hump. And at this point, I'd rather have somebody with no head coaching experience with a tight-knit team around them than have a guy – than a retread – retread has a poor connotation – than a guy that hasn't had as much – you know, that much success at head coach position. Is that yeah, fair? Yeah, I mean,
1: look. No, for sure. Todd Bowles – and this is this, – this is – you know – of any coach coordinator in the NFL, college level, whatever, you're as good as the talent you have. Todd Bowles had a ton of talent in the locker room on the defensive side of the football for the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, he had Honey Badger. He had Patrick Peterson. He had Clays Campbell. uh, You know, the list goes on. Carlos Dansby. They had a ton of talent on the defensive side of the football um, that propelled him to a head coaching position. He earned it. The Jets go what four and twelve under Rex Ryan. He gets sent out of he sent he sent packing. Bowls his first season. That magical run that Alex talked about. They go ten and six, just barely missed the playoffs. And then after that, you know, I feel like because when when you talk about retreads, is once things started to kind of fester, it just it it got to a low that you don't like to see guys who are in head coaching positions ever allow it to get. Now it's it's almost impossible to sometimes, especially franchises like the Jets, to avoid that. It seems like it's inevitable with whoever's hired in New York. But, yeah, I mean, we've seen it. We've seen that things can go south very quickly with Todd Bowles as a head coach. And I I agree with Alex. I think that especially where we're going to see where Kyler Murray's maturation is by if it's year three and Cliff Kingsbury sent packing, that's going to be huge as far as who your next head coach is. Because if you need to bring somebody in, on the offense with an offensive mind to maybe help fix some bad habits that have been instilled in Murray and then also help him take the next step. That's going to be, I think that's more important than maybe as we always talk about on this podcast, uh, just kind of going the, with the polar opposite overcorrecting things. And that would be I what I would view kind of a bulls thing and kind of trying to revert back to the BA era. And I think that it's it's important for the Arizona Cardinals to celebrate, but to revert back to it. I don't know if it's necessarily the best way to keep right. up with the Joneses in the NFL.
0: Agreed. Uh, 100%. Now, you could see a Bruce Arians situation reincarnated with Eric Biennemi where Bruce Arians, the only head coaching experience he got was when, unfortunately, when Chuck Pagano had to go through cancer treatment, he was out. I think Bruce Arians won Coach of the Year that year, right? Yes. He won coach of the year that year with Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck had seven or eight fourth-quarter uh, comebacks uh, for victories. It was a bonkers number. He was with you know Pittsburgh, et cetera, and he finally got his shot. I think we're more likely to see Eric Bieniemy or Brian Dable. Um, if Cliff Kingsbury gets fired, I do not see an overcorrection, as you mentioned, going back to defensive. I just don't see it. I don't see it. I see a quarterback-centric guy that has, you know, experience in the NFL, whether it be head coaching or otherwise, and bringing a nice cabinet around him with a strong defensive coordinator. Uh, If Vance Joseph wants to stay, that's great. We'll see. Uh, He definitely earned himself. We'll see what happens, if they can make another leap this year, especially with what they can add uh, during the draft and otherwise. But it's an open-ended conversation. I just don't think. That, um, that Todd Bowles is the guy. Now, on the other side, I, I teased it after the first saying We're going to talk about it next. There was a redraft of the 2020 draft by ESPN, and Bleacher Report did theirs a couple weeks ago. Some similarities, some differences, a big difference with who the Cardinals should have taken at eight overall. We'll talk about that next, Lockdown Cardinals. But first, I always love talking about these guys, Rock Auto, rockauto.com, family-owned business, been around for 20 years. Everything you need is online. You don't have to go to the chain store front stores. Meander around like you know what you're talking about when you know you don't. You have to find your parts. You have to ask the people up front if they can help you. You have to look through the catalog. RockAuto.com, they've got everything you need online. All you need is a computer and a mouse. They have all the parts you need. You can get carpet, brake lights, you know, I mean, anything you need for a car, rockauto.com has. And it's easy, the prices are reliably low, and it's um, it makes everything a lot easier. So, this is what you need to do. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. You write locked on in their how did you hear about us box. They know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. And also, it's tax season. No two people are alike, and no two tax returns are alike either. Thankfully, TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you, learn about your unique tax situation, and help you get the best tax outcome. Maybe you got married this year and have some questions about how that affects your filing status. Maybe you want an expert to review your return so you don't miss any deductions on the new house you just bought. Or maybe you want to hand the whole thing off from the start to finish so you can focus on your burgeoning baby you know, photographer career or something like that. Whether you want to file with the help of an expert or let an expert file for you, TurboTax Live tax experts give you the confidence to know that your uniquely you taxes are done right. Intuit TurboTax Live. I always would make fun of my friends who would do a fantasy football redraft in the middle, you know, mid, mid-season just for fun. That's the dumbest thing ever, in my opinion. In fantasy football, it's like, yeah, let's see where everybody messed up. In fantasy football, where you're never really out of it, if you, know, if you draft, if you have a B-minus draft, it doesn't matter what happens in the middle of the season. I feel like it's just muddying the waters and and taking all of the colored markers and just coloring all over each other, you get that brown color. With with an NFL draft with real-life implications, I think it's awesome. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you the Bleacher Report redraft. And the Bleacher Report redraft is really interesting regarding the Cardinals uh, at eight overall. And I'm going to have Bo then do the ESPN redraft, which was – Uh, done by all of the ESPN Nation, the NFL Nation reporters, uh, for their respective teams. So Joe Burrow won. Uh, Justin Herbert jumps up Washington professional football team at two instead of Chase Young. Chase Young drops to three. Makai Beckton jumps all the way up to four for the Giants instead of them drafting Andrew Thomas, which didn't seem to work out as well year one. Justin Jefferson goes five to Miami. Uh, Jalen Hurts goes 6 to Oklahoma. Jeremy Chin, safety from Southern Illinois, goes 7. That burns the Cardinals a little bit there because he's a standout guy. And then number 8, lo and behold, Bleacher Report has the Arizona Cardinals drafting Isaiah Simmons again. Hmm. Which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, especially with how well Jedrick Wills played until they got hurt. Tristan Wirfs uh, is starting in the Super Bowl. Offensive lineman, and you saw that I, this is something, and Bo, I'm telling you right now, and I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole right now, I'm telling you right now, because of how well the Cardinals offensive line was graded during the first seven or eight weeks of the season with Kyler Murray running the ball, that is going to turn the potential of upping the ante with signing or drafting offensive linemen into a sham because the numbers are a little bit misleading from last year. We got into it a little bit about that. But look at what happened with this specific uh, redraft. There are smart people at Bleacher Report that looked at, oh, they don't need an offensive lineman. They, they, they had a top 12 offensive line last year. It was so front-loaded that it's kind of a misnomer. And they have the, they have the Cardinals drafting Isaiah Simmons again, which bewilders me.
1: Yeah, the offensive line, if you just look at it, if you split up the first eight games and the last eight games, there, there was, uh they did struggle down the stretch. They only gave up 10 sacks in the first eight games. They go five and three. They give up 19 sacks, which is nearly double, down the stretch, and they go three and five. And, you know, you can take for what you want, but, you know, it it, it clearly did uh slump a little bit compared to how they kind of came out of the gates, and I think they had a strong performance coming out of the gates. But... Yeah, it is interesting that they go with Isaiah Simmons. We kind of pointed out on Monday's podcast, like I think with the Cardinals, people just get lazy. Like national writers, people who aren't in the area in the market, they they just get lazy. Like I don't think that there was just like zero thought put into the Bleacher Report redraft for the Cardinals pick.
0: Zero thought. Yeah, I mean, it, but listen, it's it's got to be earned. You know, they were getting a lot through through seven weeks. They were getting a
1: lot after that Sunday night football flex game. Who'd they have, Who'd they have Jacksonville taken at nine? Uh, C.J. Henderson. So they kept, with, they kept with the corner?
0: Yes. And okay. then 10, Jedrick Wills, 11, Tristan Wirfs. C.D. Lamb went 12 to the Raiders. Derek Brown went 13 to the 49ers, dropping precipitously from Carolina at 7. Andrew Thomas went 14 to the Bucks. Chase Claypool, 15 to Denver. A.J. Terrell from Clemson went to Atlanta. And hmm. Dallas had... Dallas took Jeff Okuda, the third overall pick, at 17. Tua uh, went to the Dolphins, but at 18 and not at 5.
1: Yeah. As far as ESPN, you have to have Insider to uh, to see their full redraft. Uh, they had Simmons. He falls to 16. So he goes eight picks later than he originally went uh, at 8 to the Arizona Cardinals. And they've got uh, – the biggest faller was Jeff Okuda. He went from, what, 3 to – 24, Jeez. they have him going to the Saints. That's, that's by far the biggest top 10 pick that fell. Give me a quick rundown. Uh, what's that? Give me a quick rundown from one to eight so I can see. So Burrow goes one to Cincinnati. They have Chase Young just dropping down from two to three. Herbert jumps up from six to two. He goes to Washington instead of the Chargers. You've got uh, Trisham Wirfs. He goes instead of Andrew Thomas at yeah. four remains going to the Dolphins at five. Jedrick Wills jumps up to the Chargers at six in place of the Herbert pick. Derek Brown stays steady at seven. He goes to Carolina, which makes sense. He had a good year in Carolina. CeeDee Lamb goes to the Cardinals at eight. So he jumps up from Dallas's 17th pick to eighth overall. The Cardinals don't take Simmons in this scenario. Justin Jefferson. So they would have taken CeeDee Lamb over Justin
0: Jefferson. And I knew that and I wanted to hear your reaction. That's why I set Jackson, this whole thing up. Yeah.
1: It's it's pretty, I mean, that's that's pretty insane, especially when you look at what the Arizona Cardinals lacked. Uh, I think Justin Jefferson's skill set just fits a little bit better than CeeDee Lamb's.
0: For sure. I mean, Justin Jefferson, it's, uh, Justin Jefferson is a top 12 receiver in the league. Yeah, it's. I mean, with with the limitation, so Kirk Cousins decides eight games a year, he's going to huck it, and then eight games a year, he's going to throw for under 200 yards and two interceptions. Justin Jefferson looks to be, looks to have the trajectory of being better than Stephon Diggs. They're very similar. Justin Jefferson's a little bigger. They're both elite route runners. They both make tough catches like... Justin Jefferson looked like a veteran running a uh, wide receiver last year, and the crazy part about it, Bo, is that he played on the most potent offense that we've seen in recent memory in college football. He wasn't the best receiver on the team, but you look at him, look at his numbers in the CFP. Then he had five touchdowns in the semifinal game, and you're like, "How do teams not draft him? How is it possible?" Like hindsight, it's like, "Well, it's right in front of your face," but then obviously. So many times you see wide receivers like, and then just fall on their face. So it's, it is interesting
1: it's, that his teammate at LSU, Jamar T- Chase, is getting all the love. He did have twenty touchdowns with Joe Burrow the, on that national championship, national type, title winner. But yeah, well, how did how did they miss so so badly on a guy like Jefferson? Like, I mean, Ceedee Lamb, we we know his skill set and what he's capable of doing. But Justin Jefferson did it. He had fourteen hundred yards in his rookie year. That's insane. Absolutely, a sweat, man, and a number. And
0: they ran the ball. Delvin Cook was top five in rushing. They ran the ball a lot. They only had two a, outlets.
1: It was Jefferson going nuts in the semifinal against right. Oklahoma. Five touchdowns, twenty-seven, right? four, four touchdowns. Yeah, touchdowns. unless he had one on the ground that I don't see in the stats yeah. here.
0: I mean, it's just because Joe Burrow had eight touchdowns that game. Hit eight touchdown passes. I mean, it was one of the most ridiculous things we've ever seen. And you look at it, it's like it's like this is exactly – we talked about this yesterday about Patrick Sertan. It's like trying to gauge how good defensive players are from Alabama. When you have that offensive firepower like LSU did, it's like, what does it mean? And, of course, the Cardinals draft Isaiah Simmons, who was in a similar situation, but it wasn't because of the, the potency level of the offense or defense. It was that they played in a crap box division the Crab Box Conference, and then you had to gauge, well, is that going to translate? Through one year, we know that Isaiah Simmons can be one of the hardest-hitting guys in football. We know that. We just need to know if he's going to be able to corral it. And ESPN, Josh Weinfuss took CeeDee Lamb. We'll have to ask him about that when we have him on later this week. We've gone a little long. Thank you to everybody who listens, continues to listen. Uh, Remember, this show also... This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind of Gandrit rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sustainably, sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a set of 10 uniquely beautiful diamond rings, and they're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. This exciting collection of truly unique limited edition uh, diamond engagement rings is available now only at BlueNile.com. Lockdown locked on Cardinals, Alex Clancy, Bullbrock. We'll talk to you tomorrow.